conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. 21 minutes after 5 o'clock, we're in conversation next with Koketso Mulope, who is a legal consultant and director of Consult KM. Last week, a couple who own Enyo Beni Tavern were convicted of selling alcohol to minors on the night of a Pens Down party in June uh, 2022. The couple was slept with a 5,000 rand fine each or 100 days imprisonment. One of the questions raised during the discussion was why the judge or the magistrate may have not followed the national guidelines of appropriate fines under the circumstances. Does the provisional guidelines take precedence? To help us understand this further, we speak to Koketo, and then after that, we'll speak to the Eastern Cape Lika Board. Koketo, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good evening. Thank you for having me. What's your reading into how the magistrate dealt with this matter? And also, um, you have national legislation with regards to what should happen when um, alcohol is sold to a minor and the conviction that is attached to it or the sentence, um, not more than a million rand fine and not more than five years imprisonment. Look, I think, um, in my view, I think the magistrate imposed an appropriate sanction. And the reason is quite simple. It's this. So under the Liquor Act, the Liquor Act applies to all manufacturing and distribution of liquor products on a national level. But insofar as the micro-manufacturing and retailing is concerned, that continues to be regulated at a provincial level. And in this particular case, the East, um, Eastern Cape Liquor Act, which is what was actually applicable at this time. And insofar as those sanctions under that particular act, a maximum sentence of five years imprisonment is prescribed and then obviously with a fine of no less than 600,000 rand. So I also want to, I think, for the benefit of those who perhaps don't understand or need more insight on the hierarchy of our courts, it is important to also remember that insofar as the magistrate's court is concerned, it is a lower court as opposed to our high court, our superior court of appeal, and our constitutional court. And so... Lower courts are considered to be creatures of statute. And what do I mean by creatures of statute? A creature of statute is a decision-making functionary that is created by law. So in this particular case, the Magistrates Act, right? And so this particular Magistrates Act gives the magistrate court its powers and duties which emanate from this particular provision, such as the one in the Liquor Act. And so similarly, it is limited by this particular enabling legislation, which is the Eastern Cape Liquor Act. So one cannot, or the court in my view, cannot entertain matters which go beyond that particular statute that created it. So does this mean that the the highest fine for such a conviction or under such a conviction is 5,000 rand? This is now under the Eastern the highest, Cape Liquor Act. The highest fine, no, no, no. The highest fine is not five thousand yeah. rand. So, for example, if a fine is not particularly prescribed in a very specific legislation like the Liquor Act, then we go back to what the Magistrates Court Act allows a regional magistrate court to impose as a maximum, mm-hmm. which is six hundred thousand rand. But you must remember as well that when the judgment was being um, laid down or explained to everybody, the magistrate was quite clear that for Sanctions or crimes of this particular nature, right? The, in particular, the Eastern Cape, uh, the East London District, a fine of 2,000 rand is typically um, imposed by the chief magistrate. He's empowered to administer that kind of fine. So 
Of course, the magistrate is entitled to deviate from that particular norm, but that kind of deviation should not be too drastic if you can't also give, I suppose, compelling reasons why it should be. And so in this particular instance, a fine is appropriate. And you must also remember that a very interesting point was made by the court, and it's that the state actually offered the accused the option of an admission of guilt fine. Mm. And therefore, mm. an inference can be drawn that the state has no issue with the imposition of a fine in the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. And with that said also, um, because we, we also understand the judgments um, that are handed down as well as the sentence that are handed down is that they also serve as a form of trying to deter uh, people who would also want to commit or could also commit such a crime. Um, and I'm not too sure whether 5,000 and fine um, would actually deter somebody who is in business. But mm-hmm. there's another point to this to this conversation as well, because here we're speaking about a tavern, a tavern that is in a township, a tavern, of course, I, I don't think that they make about a million million rand a month or something like that. Um, but what sort of amount would then come across as this is a deterrent outside of dealing with the aggravating circumstances surrounding this particular case? Thanks. I think that's a very good question because it really goes down to the principles of sentencing. And I think some of us have a particular misunderstanding or an unrealistic expectation on sentencing. You know, the while sentencing can form part of a deterrent, it is not the only factor that is considered. The main factors that are considered in order to impose an appropriate sentence, right, you need to balance the legitimate interests of all people that are affected in that particular matter. Right. And in this particular circumstance, the magistrate took into consideration the personal circumstances of the accused, which is crucial in every criminal matter. And then two, the crime that was committed. And three, the interests of the community affected by that crime. Of course, we can accept that, you know, largely the crime committed and the interests of the community affected by the crime hinge on each other. Um, And then insofar as the personal circumstances of the accused are concerned, look, we didn't really get much or many submissions, at least in my view, about the personal circumstances of the accused, save as to say that, you know, they were first-time offenders, they had no previous convictions, they're a married couple with four children who are, I believe, were minors, as I understand it. And, you know, one of the accused also has health issues. So we have to look at that particular component and balance it with the crime that is committed. And in this particular instance, it is also important to remember that the crime that the the, the magistrate court is required to adjudicate over is the the, the charges under the Liquor Act, because that is how the charge sheet is canvassed, right? There are only two offenses that we had to deal with here, which is the offense of selling or providing alcohol to, to minors, Right. And then alternatively, conniving with employees or their agents to do the same thing. Right. Mm. It is not to say that the murder or I don't even want to say murder. I would say the deaths rather. That's the correct way to say it. The deaths of those minors is not going to be considered at another stage. That is another component, which I believe the director of public prosecutions will be opening a formal inquest on so that we can ascertain whether any criminal liability should attach to anybody for what's happened. But in this particular instance, Aljun, it is the, the, the crime or the offences under the Liquor Act that must be considered by the court, and the court does not have the inherent jurisdiction to um, entertain anything outside of those charges. 
Thank you so much for that explanation. Koketo Mulope is a legal consultant and director of Consult KM. Um, listening into the conversation is Mkwebi Msia, who's the spokesperson for the Eastern Cape Liquor Board. Another question that was raised was the role that liquor boards play in developing guidelines for licensed liquor traders and whether this case has raised questions surrounding social responsibility of the institution uh, to inspect traders. Mkwebi is now joining us on the line. Mkwebi, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. Um, so first, first of all, um, the liquor board's reaction to the judgment and the sentence. Thank you. Thank you for having us on your show, Adrian. Um, and uh, good evening to your listeners. Um, we we are not happy. We are not happy with the sentence. Uh, we were excited when we got the judgment that they were found guilty. However, when the sentence was handed down, we, we really were disappointed. We would have, uh, you know, hoped for something harsher than what was actually handed out by uh, by, by, by the magistrate. What do you then make of the explanation that Koketo just gave now around what the factors are that the magistrate was considering? I think I, I, I'm happy with the explanation that uh, she, she has actually given because that is what we are looking for, just to explain to the listeners and everyone else, you know, the, the merits of this case. Because there has been a confusion, uh, you know, um, of this case with the death of, 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 of the minors. So I've always wanted to distinguish between the two that the case, uh, our case, has nothing to do with the death of the minors, you know, uh, in that, uh, that liquor outlet, but more to do with the contravention of our, of our act. So we have always wanted to clarify that. I think she has done that perfectly well, just to clarify to the listeners that, yes, there is a difference between the two. Ours was only about selling to the, to the minors. The, the, the death of the, of, of the minors, that case is still coming, is starting tomorrow. Yeah. So, so from your end as the liquor board, you're not satisfied with the sentence that was handed down. Is that the end of the matter for you? Yes, Adrian, we, we are not satisfied. However, what we want to, 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 to underline perhaps is that we, we understand that, uh, you know, the sentence still falls within the provisions of our act. So although we're not happy, but it still falls within the provisions of our act. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Mkwebim Sia is the spokesperson for the Eastern Cape Leaker Board.